episode 111, John Cassavetes, revolutionized independent filmmaking in America and around the world. He is by far one of the bravest directors, writers, and actors in history. It'll be an honor and a pleasure to talk about this artist. Sit back, relax, and welcome to the Actors Room. My name is Jeff Tarowski. Here we go. Here is Mr. Cassavetes talking about his first film, Shadows, and filmmaking in general. Uh, uh, Shadows, uh, like any other thing, was an accident. Accidental. Uh, Desire to express oneself. Uh, Obsessive. Like we all are. We're all obsessive. I am. And we all, uh, I think we're going for a way of saying something that might be different than uh, the normal, conventional, boring way of saying something that most people like in an audience because they are, uh, uh, they are dull in their own lives. My God. It's wow. true. It's true. Oh, Nobody's going to go to the picture. So what? <laughs> Let them not go. The world is controlled, comprised of, shooting, of a group of people that oh, uh, have opinions and, and and lack emotion, and we make pictures of emotion. And uh, if people go to see them, they will they will become touched and emotional in ways that they have never experienced before. And uh, if they want to, they can go. If they don't want to, it's a free country. They don't have to go. Those who knew John personally and professionally said he was so full of life, full of passion and ideas. He was a man you just couldn't help falling in love with. He just had it all. He had the spunk, that certain something that made you follow him or to just be around him. What a personality. What a guy and what a talent. In the 1950s, he started a workshop, an acting workshop that many people joined. He just loved acting, and he did it in New York City. After graduating from the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, he started his own workshop. After that, he started to write and decided to direct his first film. Shadows is one of the very first independent films in history that made such an impact that generations look back and admire it for its simplicity. For something different. For John would always step to the beat of his own drum. He never took for granted what life had to offer. And life always offers more than you expect. And there's so much to take in. John was ready And he knew it from the very beginning of his life. He just always felt it inside. In my opinion, 
He is one of the most influential artists in the past half century. His films should be studied, dissected, and worshipped. For they belong in museums for people to admire. Although you may not love his films, you gotta give respect. For this man made art real. And that, in my opinion, is what it should be. There aren't many artists like John Cassavetes. He ruffled feathers, but he made a mark. A mark that will never, ever be denied. Thank you for listening to The Actors Room. And we're going to touch on a bit of the man and the legend John Cassavetes. And what I think is his most important film he ever made. And the title of that is A Woman Under the Influence, a film he made in 1974. John is Greek and lived in Greece until he was seven. His parents decided to move to America and New York City is where John grew up. Of course, he had to learn English because he only spoke Greek up until the age of eight. He blended in and always had that spark. John knew that he would perform how he didn't quite know just yet. He was a very popular young man. And in high school, he was part of the school newspaper. Had his hand involved in a lot of different activities. And I looked up his yearbook on classmates.com. And his high school picture looks nothing. And I mean nothing like him. I don't know how that happened. He looks like he's 30 years old in his high school yearbook. He was 17, but he looked older. He just looked different. It was almost like he shed some something in high school and put his hair down. Although he didn't know quite yet how he was going to make his mark in the world, he decided to go to college. His grades were so bad, he decided to leave after one semester. Hitchhiked to Florida after that. And in the process of taking on a new life on his own, he heard about an acting school. This acting school was in New York City. And a few of his friends that he knew said it was a good place to meet women. So he thought he'd give it a try to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. He graduated from that school in 1950. And they met his future wife, Jenna Rollins, in 1953. Jenna auditioned at the Academy and John was hanging around. Although he graduated in 1950, three years later, he was so enamored with the prospect of acting. The technique, just the process, the process of creating life within the confines of the theater, on the page, that he couldn't help himself, just being involved. And after meeting Jenna, they fell in love immediately. Four months later, they were married. Now, Jenna. Jenna Rollins, his wife, 
fellow actress, didn't want to get married when she moved to New York. She felt, no, never. I get married, my career, it's over. It's a choice you make. Jenna felt, if I fell in love, got married and had kids, my career would be over. It's one or the other. Hard to do both. But she couldn't help herself. John, so full of activity, full of spirit, full of talent, all these ideas. She fell in love with him and married him soon after. They made it work. Both of these talented young artists. Jenna, talented in her own right as an actress. And John, auditioning for plays and getting television work early in his career. They were on their way. And like I said in the beginning of this show, John was so enamored with acting, he created his own workshop to keep the juices flowing. And he did. He put an ad in the newspaper in New York City about his workshop. And the next day, there were dozens and dozens of acting hopefuls outside his door. He started a community, a community of actors, of writers, of talent. And together at this workshop, they did scenes, they improved, and they made magic. Little did they know down the road, he was creating a bit of a stir in the acting community. Lee Strasberg of the Actor Studio got wind of how good John Cassavetes was at his workshop and was invited by Lee himself to audition at the Actors Studio, a very prestigious school at that time. John actually felt this to be silly. He said, why do I have to go to the Actors Studio? I have my own workshop. We're doing just fine but decided ultimately to audition. But he treated it more like an exercise from class. Yes, he auditioned, but he didn't do it the normal way. When you auditioned for Lee Strasberg, you had a scene from a play. You took a couple of pages from a play, memorized your lines, got up with the scene partner, and performed in front of Strasberg. And if Strasberg liked you enough, he may consider you. To go the next year. It was all just a game. And for John. That's exactly how he treated it. Acting was more. Than just getting approval. From a teacher. At this point in his life. He was already searching. And finding himself. John auditioned. For Lee Strasberg. But he did it. Unconventionally. Instead of using a play. In doing a scene, he got up with the scene partner and winged it. They didn't do anything from a play. They told Lee they did, but they made it up. Lee had no idea what was going on. But he watched John and his scene partner on stage that night and was enthralled. Lee Strasberg, creator and teacher at one of the most prestigious schools in the history of acting, wanted John Cassavetes to join the actor's studio because he felt the scene that they put on was so real, so moment to moment, they couldn't let John walk out the door without joining the actor's studio. 
John said, I'll think about it. I'll let you know. Walked out the door laughing and had zero respect for Lee Strasberg after that. John played him and he played him like a fiddle because he could and he did. That was John. John was one of those artists that thought outside the box and had no problem at all treating life like a playground. John would give himself little homework assignments. He'd get on a bus in New York City, sit down, and laugh uncontrollably. And then moments later, start laughing his ass off just to get a reaction out of people on the bus. What were they looking at? How were they feeling? What was he putting them through? He wasn't just learning about others. He was learning about himself. What were the boundaries? How far can I go? These are all very important aspects of art. And for John, it was more than a game. It was a way of life. Artists like this, they don't come around very often. John was so ahead of his time that future actors that he would work with didn't understand him, were frustrated by him, especially when he directed them. A great example is Peter Falk of Columbo fame, worked with John in the past as an actor. John and Peter had great chemistry working together on the set. And when John Cassavetes brought Peter a script from Husbands, a play originally, but ultimately a movie that he would star in with Peter, Peter took it on. He liked John, but never, ever was directed by him. This would be the first time. Peter was so frustrated with Cassavetes as a director. John was different. John didn't have a certain technique for directing. And John himself felt he wasn't a very good director. He wasn't all about technique. He wasn't all about the beautiful shot, the right angle, the right positioning. He wanted to record behavior. Behavior is the key. Realism, relationship, and making it real. That was the most important aspect of art for John. Not how it looked or any of that. And when an actor stepped on his soundstage, they had one job. And that was to be an actor. He didn't like telling them what to do. And Peter Falk had a history of having directors that told him where to stand, how to act, And how his character feels at a certain time. John didn't do that. John let his actors be. Be yourself. React. Here. This character is for you. I wrote it. But treat your lines as a guideline. Not word for word. You could say it word for word if you want. If that works for you. But if you don't. As long as you have the context behind it and it all makes sense and you feel good about what you're doing, you don't need my help. You're an actor. I trust you and do your work. 
And a side note is, a lot of actors need director's guidance. They just do. It's a comfort zone. When they struggle, a director is there to pick them up, give them confidence. And although John did give confidence to his actors, he gave them freedom. And to me, that's important. He was an actor's director. It is said by Jenna Rollins, the wife of John Cassavetes, that the reason why he directed in this manner is because that is the way he wanted to be directed as an actor. You got to understand, his roots were grounded as an actor. He studied at the academy in the 50s to be an actor. And that's exactly who he was. If you watch his work, and I'm talking about as an actor, it is moment to moment and grounded in reality that suits him. The manacle laugh. The looks. He's natural. He trusts himself. To be an actor, you have to have a certain cockiness, a confidence. And John had that. He was comfortable in his own skin. He allowed himself to create moments. And although there are many teachers of acting that discourage an actor in his early work to create moments, I disagree. If it's coming from a truth inside of you, it brings out your personality. And by God, the John Cassavetes have personality. You can see it in his work. Watch The Dirty Dozen, a role that will garner him an Academy Award nomination. Now, mind you, Mr. Cassavetes will never win an Oscar, which is a goddamn shame. Of all the many talents in the world of acting, directing, and writing, for someone like John, never to be honored with an Oscar is a crime. The movie I want to discuss about John Cassavetes that I feel is so important to art and film was made in 1974. A little background. Is it, was it first a play? Jenna, his wife, approached her husband, John, in between projects and asked him to write her a movie, a character, a strong-willed, fun, but challenging character. John took it on. Of course he did. Friends of John Cassavetti said he wrote every day, for that was his true passion, writing, writing life, writing relationships, but just writing, putting your thoughts on paper every day. It never ends for certain artists, geniuses. Their minds are going at all times. It cannot be stopped. And because of this, they do create problems. So writing this script for Jenna was difficult. It took time. Many rewrites. For John, took that on. And knew there would be rewrites. There would be changes. So after many drafts, he brought it to Jenna. She loved it. 
It was first a play. The play turned into a film. And he took on the task of starring Jenna, his wife, with Peter Falk. John created a family atmosphere on the set of A Woman with an Influence. He cast his mom. He cast Jenna's mom. And that was nice. He loved having people he could trust around him. And who wouldn't? But not only were these people family. They were talented. And John respected that. He even said that. Although he loved Jenna with all of his heart. He wouldn't be with her if she wasn't a great actress. And I find that to be very fascinating. Maybe he joked about that. But I don't believe it. I think John surrounded himself with love and talent. He couldn't be somebody he wasn't. He couldn't be fake. And although what you saw from John was a bit much, that was him. And although Peter Falk told John Cassavetes years before, That he would never ever work with him again as a director. Because he was so frustrated with John. Giving no direction. He said I wanted to kill him. I was so upset. He even pounced on Cassavetes. At one point making the movie Husbands. He jumped on him. Wailed on him. Because he was so frustrated by his technique. I will never work with you again Peter said. But after Husbands and after his experience with John, Peter Falk realized Mr. Cassavetes was revolutionary. He was doing something new. Never had he worked with somebody like that. And why did he feel good about it? Although frustrated at first, he knew there was something revolutionary going on With John Cassavetes. The two friends would often talk about projects. And when Woman with an Influence came about. Under the influence. Sorry. (laughs) Folks, I've been doing very good. Not messing up. And it's been a few months since I've done a show. So bear with me. We'll continue on. Peter and John. Good friends. Always talking about projects. Woman under the influence came up. Peter was interested. Read it. Came back to John and said, I want to play Nick, the main character, opposite your wife, Jenna. John flinched. Told Peter, I don't think this is for you. Why would you want to do that? You pounced on me a few years ago and said you'd never work with me. I'm directing this, Peter. (laughs) Peter said, I want to try it again. Mr. Falk decided, I want to give it another shot with you, John. Let's go on this journey together. So that's what they did. And John telling Peter, I don't think you're right for this role. Oh, Peter was, what are you talking about? I'm an actor. I could do anything. (laughs) 
Peter was challenged and he took it on. Ladies and gentlemen, listening to this show of John Cassavetes, Peter Falk and Jenna Rollins put on a display of acting that cannot be denied. This film in 1974 cannot be denied. It'll make you uncomfortable. It'll make you feel something. The first time I watched it, I said, wow, what? And that's what John Cassavetes will do to you. They'll make you feel uncomfortable. They make you feel weird. It's almost like it's too real. It feels like John sets down the camera and says, just do it. He gives them a basic structure and they just go with the flow. But that's not what happened on this film. John's writing is so precise and so good. It appears to be improvised. And although John's first film called Shadows was improvised, no other film after that that John was involved in was improvised. Those are all his words on paper. They're so good. So in tune with the character that Peter and Jenna said it word for word for the most part. That was John. Jenna Rollins' performance is one of the greatest by an actor in history. She was only nominated for an Oscar. Didn't win. (laughs) I don't get it. I mean, who really did sit down and said, uh, there was better performances than Jenna Rollins in this movie? That's insane. Watch it. She's crazy. She's all over the place. You don't know whether you love her or hate her. The premise is a broken family. The wife, crazy. But she loves her husband. Nick is in construction. Works a lot. Comes home to a wife broken. A wife confused. Not knowing her identity. Not knowing what she's doing is right or wrong. But wanting to please her husband. And the greatest scene in that film to me. And although... There is a lot of action as far as emotions go at the end. I feel there's emotion through the whole thing. You don't know who to root for. But my favorite scene is when they're all sitting around at the table eating spaghetti. Nick has just come off a shift, a double shift, and he's tired. He's hungry, and he brings his crew with him to the house. Mabel, who's the wife, played by Jenna. Cook some spaghetti. So they all sit around this big table. And they're just bullshitting. Laughing. Singing. Eating. Having a good time. And the wife is happy. She's entertaining Nick's friends. His co-workers. And wants to be a part of that. But she's so screwy. That she starts making people around the table feel uncomfortable. And Peter Falk. In his character. 
you could tell he just wants things to be okay. He wishes his wife would bring it down a few notches. Stop making people feel uncomfortable. She just wants people to like her. And he gives looks of kindness, but ultimate frustration. And at the end of the meal, screams at his wife to sit the fuck down. There are moments of aggression that come out of Peter Falk. Where you go, that's the guy from Columbo? (laughs) Peter Falk was a wonderful actor. He's aggressive. He's confused. He has a crazy wife and he wants her to be normal. There's no normalcy in this film at all. But you see moments of pure joy. Somebody sitting and watching this film. They're enthralled with the action of emotion in the relationships that seem like they can't be fixed. But that was what John understood. Mr. Cassavetes, you are a brilliant writer and you are a brilliant director. I don't care what you say. In your films are important to actors. Everybody out there that listens to my show and that's interested in acting, either you're studying, you're auditioning, you're working in film, you're working as an actor on stage, you're writing, you're taking pictures, you have aspirations of directing. Do yourself a favor. Watch John Cassavetti's films. Not only his acting, but his directing. They may not be technically perfect. But what I can tell you is that you'll get a sense of how an artist will decipher what they feel is best for the audience through their eyes as a human being. You can't take away from how... John Cassavetes was brave. He felt that making a movie was so important, so much fun, that after it's over, if you can't take a step back and appreciate what you did and how much fun you had, then why do it? He said he'd rather work in a sewer than make a bad film. He surrounded himself With people that were passionate about art. He was always learning something new. He loved to get his hands dirty. In the process of making a film. Talking about relationships. Having fun. Doing it. To make art. You want to think about what you just watched. When it's over. And scratch your head. That's the way it should be. And although John's films didn't make an incredible amount of money, that didn't matter to John. He made enough as an actor and made a little bit of money as a director. But he was doing it his way. And although he did do a few films for Universal, it was never the same. For he couldn't pick out his own crew. He couldn't pick his own cameraman. He preferred to do it independently. And although it took more time and effort to do it that way, it was worth it to John. He was so full of hurt and emotion and drive that it did affect people around him. 
Sometimes he was just too much for people to handle. But that was John. And the reason I say that is because John Cassavetes was a hardcore alcoholic. He drank and he drank often. And I think he drank every day from his early 20s until the day he died at the age of 59. So sad. But that was John and the way he wanted to live his life. A bottle of vodka? No problem. It made his day more functional. That's the way he wanted to live. And his life did end soon. At the age of 59. From alcohol abuse. But he left behind a legacy. That cannot be denied. I truly feel. After 111 shows. Of the actors room. John Cassavetes. Is one of the most brilliant artists. I will ever talk about. Because he didn't give in to the pressure. And he displayed behavior the way it should be. Raw and real. What you saw from John in his films was creativity to the highest degree. He loved to just be there. Involved. Creating this atmosphere Of pure joy. And he was so passionate about it. That there were people. That. Didn't like his work. And it affected him. And it should. This is personal work. And you want. The praise. You want the adoration. And he craved it. He was so full of love. So full of life. And an artist that will go down is one to note on your journey to finding out who you are as an artist. John knew exactly who he was. And it was a beautiful thing to watch. Thank you, Mr. Cassavetes, for giving me films that I could put in, turn on, sit back, relax, and watch real life. What you see from those actors in John's films... Our moment-to-moment real emotion. He didn't want you to be an actor. He wanted you to live and breathe on his stage. The stage and story that he created in his mind. In his soul. I think John was so full of love and emotion. That it scarred him. It was so much to take. And the brilliant genius ones do just that. And they're shooting stars. We wish John would have been with us until he passed away at the age of 100. He'd still be alive today. He was born in 29. It's 21. He would have been in his 90s. That would have been wonderful. But these things happen. The geniuses... Usually don't last very long. Some do. Most don't. (laughs) And John was one of those. So thank you, sir. And thank you for listening 
to this episode of The Actors Room. My name's Jeff Tarowski, and we highlighted John Cassavetes and his most important piece of work, A Woman with the... Oh, A Woman Under the Influence. <laughs> and let me point out before I end it, uh, the title. What influence is she under? And when I look at that title, I think drugs, alcohol, you're under the influence. You're just askew in some way. So what was the influence? I think it was a bunch of different things. I think it was her husband. She was influenced by her relationships, her husband, the mother-in-law, the kids, everything. So hope everybody out there is doing good. Thank you for listening. Always support the show. Go on to iTunes. Go on to the website. Donate to the show if you can. If not, please leave a five-star review. It does help the show. Thank you and have a good one.